Uh, good afternoon, everybody. It is Friday, July 28th, and we're coming to you again from very hot Jefferson City. Don't know if it's as hot where you're at where it is here, but from what I see, it looks like it is in most places. So first thing is make sure everybody stays cool. If you get outside, stay hydrated. If you've got a graveside service, make sure there's some bottled water out there for people who might be having troubles. Uh, I'm actually drinking hot coffee, hard it is to believe, but yeah, that's the way it goes. So we did miss last week's uh, video because I was out doing what we we're calling our pre-inspection inspections, where I'm going out to mineral funeral homes and I'm going over things that the state inspector or an OSHA inspector or an FTC, FTC inspector uh, might look at uh, if and when they wander into your funeral home. Uh, and so I've uh, been out of the office quite a bit, but I'm here today. And one of the questions I've been getting at a lot of the funeral homes that I have visited is, well, what do I do if the real inspector comes in and despite everything I've done, they find a violation? Well, as often is the case, the answer is sometimes it depends. Now, if you get a, what I consider a really good inspector, <laughs> this is my definition of a really good inspector, and they see a minor thing that's not that big a deal that can be fixed right away, right there. Hopefully, they'll just say, hey, you, you got a problem right here. Your funeral establishment license is hanging in a place that's not conspicuous. You need to move it somewhere where it's conspicuous. Hopefully, they would, you could say, uh, well, let me do fix that right now. Get out a hammer and nail, put a hammer in the wall, move it over to where it's conspicuous, and you leave, and the inspector leaves, and there's no problem. There's a lot of, I mean, even health inspectors here, I know in Jefferson City, do that for people. Uh, the drain is loose somewhere, and they say, well, fix that right now. And it gets fixed right now, and they don't really get an official write-up or anything like that because it was fixed there on site. Now, will your inspector do that? Can't guarantee it, but... That's always at least one possibility. If they do find violations and they are going to write them up, all right, in the old days, they, you can't even see that, can you? In the old days, they had a, a nice piece of paper here on a clipboard where they filled out any and put a check mark on any potential violations. And that was kind of nice because it was very easy for you to get a photocopy of that before they left. And you would know what they're going to be reporting to the state board that you had a problem with. And so if it was something uh, that you could fix pretty easily, you could have it fixed probably before the inspector got back to Jefferson City. Well, nowadays, of course, everything's electronic. It's on a tablet. So there's not an easy way to photocopy what they got here. So first off, see if the inspector has the capability of sending you a screenshot of their inspection form or printing it off while you're there. And if that's not possible, ask if you can take, get your camera out, if you can take a picture of the form that they filled out while they were there. Because in the past, it has happened sometimes, where uh, back in the paper days, where uh, the inspector left a copy of the inspection sheet with the funeral home. Later on, they'd get a note from the state board saying, uh, you're violating the following things. And sure enough, there was something uh, on what they got from the state board that was not on the uh, the sheet. And very often it was just a, a, 
a, a clerical error, something got messed up or something like that. But it was really good to have a copy of what the inspector said they saw while they were there. Uh, so that if you got something from the state board that didn't match up with this, you knew right away, well, maybe there's a miscommunication, there's a problem, somebody didn't read the checkbox right, something like that. Uh, again, that's harder to do now with the tablet, but maybe at least see if you can get a, a screenshot or a photo of what the inspector actually filled out while they were there. May not be able to do that, but like I always say, you don't get if you don't ask. So you've been inspected. The inspector found a few things that are going on, and then eventually you get a letter from the state board that says we found the following exceptions, the following violations. What do you do then? Well, first off, those letters are always going to give you a time period that says we want you to respond in 20 days or 30 days or something like that. Mark that on your calendar. Make sure whatever your response is, you respond by that date. Uh, it's better... Any response within the time period that the state board gives you is better than no response. So make sure you get a response in. Don't feel uh, inhibited about responding with asking questions, saying you don't, if you can, if obviously don't make stuff up, be honest. But if you don't understand what they're saying is wrong, write them back and say, I don't understand what's wrong. Can you please give me clarification? Uh, what rule? I don't see. I don't see. You have something in your letter that I don't see is in any of the requirements. Where is that requirement? Feel free to respond with questions like that. If you need more time, ask for more time. I have never, ever seen a situation where somebody has asked the state board for more time to respond where the staff didn't give it to them. Okay. Uh, they're very good about that. They really are. So if you can't get something done in 20 days, tell them you can't get something done in 20 days and here's why and you're going to work on it or whatever. Now, if it's things that you've already fixed or things that you're going to work on, tell them that. Say, okay, yes, I've moved the uh, license in the correct spot. I made sure that the uh, thermostat was set at 40 degrees or below when it was at 41 when the inspector's here. Feel free to take a picture of something that shows that you fixed it and forward that along to the state board. Send it to them so that uh, they know that you have fixed those things or that you're working on fixing those things. It might be something that's going to take a while to fix. That's fine, usually, but let them know. Here's the plan. The inspector said something needed to be done and we are working on it. We've hired somebody to do it. The plan is they're going to be here on this such and such a date so forth and so on. If it's something you disagree with, you say, I'm sorry, I am not in violation of that statute. I'm not in violation of that regulation. The inspector was wrong. I'm doing it correctly. The inspector, uh, whoever was here, uh, that was incorrect what they were saying. Respond that way. Let them know what it is that you think about it. Again, make sure you get that response in within the time period. Now, in that kind of situation, you're probably going to get a letter back. And it may be a situation where if you're very uh, adamant about that, uh, they may would, they, it may be that they want you to come and speak with the state board about this problem. Now, remember the process, how this works for disciplinary procedures. The state board obviously sends out investigators or they might get complaints from some, from a, 
customer or somebody was at your funeral home. They do investigate those things. If they think there's a violation, they send you the notice that they think there was a violation and what your response is. If you cannot fix that, or if you say, I'm not going to fix that, or if you say, this is not a violation, the staff of the state board has the power to file a complaint with the state board. So it's actually the staff of the state board can file a complaint with the state board. Now, very often before they get that far, they may ask you to appear in front of a state board and discuss the matter, where they ask you questions, where you can present your side of the case. You're always allowed to have an attorney with you when you appear in front of the state board. If it's something really minor or something, you may decide not to do that. I'm an attorney. I think it's part of my obligations to always say hire an attorney. I think that's that's part of our code is hire an attorney. But it's not required uh, in this at this point. It's not required. But uh, you may want to have one with you there if you think this is going to be a major thing. If after all this process goes through, the staff of the state board is not satisfied with you, they can but do not have to file a complaint with the state board. Once official complaint is filed with the state board, then the state board may, but does not have to file a complaint with the administrative hearing commission. That's the, that's the process. The staff files a complaint with the state board. The state board then may file a complaint with the administrative hearing commission. So you will potentially have multiple opportunities to state your case, to meet with the state board, to see whether or not they want to uh, take this matter all the way up to the administrative hearing commission. And that's kind of a, that, you know, that at that point, that can start to be a big deal. That can start to be money out of your pocket if it goes that far. For one thing, if the uh, complaint filed by the state board is against a corporation, a corporation, like your funeral establishment corporation, at the administrative commission, you must have an attorney. An attorney must represent the corporation. So that means you're paying that out. So, and of course, then if, it, if you don't settle the case, you're going to have to have appearances. You may have depositions. A whole lot of things may go on. That's a lot of time and money out of your pocket. That's why I would say 99.99% of the time, these cases are settled. Where even where the licensee might disagree with what's going on because of the time and effort and money involved in fighting City Hall, uh, they decide to settle the case. Now, those cases are usually settled with uh, some sort of a consent order where the licensee agrees that the following things have happened and says, here's what we're going to do to fix it, or we won't do this kind of thing anymore, and so forth and so on. And then the licensee very often in those situations is put on probation, where, again, probation is really nothing bad's going to happen to you right now as long as you follow the terms of the probation. But if you do something wrong during the probation, we're not, going to, we're not only going to hit you up for the new bad thing you did, we're going to go back and hit you up for the old bad thing you did. Now, would the state board, for example, take somebody all the way to the Administrative Hearing Commission for something that's really, really minor? Well, that's up to them. That really is up to them. Uh, I know of instances where there was a serious, uh, the, the, the staff of the state board was very serious about the funeral home needed to do something. And the funeral home said, no, we are not going to do that. That is not what we're going to do. If you want to take us to the administrative hearing commission, go right ahead. 
And those instances that I'm aware of, there was a meeting in front of the state board where the licensee got to plead their case and said, this is why we're not going to do that. And at least in some cases, nothing happened. Because remember, the state board is not required to file a case in front of the Administrative Hearing Commission. They may file a case. They have, in a sense, prosecutorial discretion. They can decide what cases to bring and what cases not to bring. So they may or may not take you to the Administrative Hearing Commission. If you go to the Administrative Hearing Commission and the Administrative Hearing Commission finds that you did violate a statute or regulation, then it goes back to the state board for punishment because the Administrative Hearing Commission in these cases does not issue punishment. They just say, did you break the rules or did you not break the rules? If you didn't break the rules, well, then you can go home. Sorry for your time and trouble. If you're a corporation, especially, make sure you pay your attorney on the way out because you had to have one there. If the Administrative Hearing Commission says you did break the rules, then it goes back to the state board for punishment. So there's going to be another hearing at the state board. So you may have had an informal hearing where you just discussed the problem before any uh, action was taken by the staff. You may have talked to them or maybe appeared to them before a complaint was filed as you tried to plead your case. And then you might have had a hearing in front of the Administrative Hearing Commission where, again, you pled your case. And if you lost that, then it's going to go back to the state board where they will issue the punishment. And that's why so many people, even if they don't think that they did anything wrong or did anything significantly wrong, very often work to settle the case. Now, if you're going to settle the case anyway, there's a, there's a good argument for doing it early on where you try to work things out before it gets this far. You don't want to spend a lot of money and then wind up doing what you would have done two months ago for a lot less money. So that's always something to consider. Sometimes this is a business decision as much as it is who is in the legal right or not. So it goes that. So it goes back to the state board for punishment. And the state board can only do certain things under the statute. They can censure you. Well, that's where they send you a letter saying you did a bad thing. Don't do it anymore. They can put you on probation, as we've already talked about. And that says, well, we're going to put you on probation and here are the terms of probation. And if you do violate any of the terms of the probation, not only are we going to go after for those violations, we're going to go after for the original thing that you did bad in the first place. They can suspend your license for a certain period of time or they can flat out revoke your license. There have been very, very few instances where a license has flat out been revoked. That's happened. It has happened and it can happen, but it is very rare. More times than not, the state board isn't looking to put people out of business. They just want people to be in compliance. So they will usually, in, in my observation, try to work with the licensee to how to get them in compliance. Sometimes, of course, you might have a flat out disagreement as to what that compliance means. If it gets back to the state board after the AHC, they issue punishment. Now, there is the, this has only happened, this happens so rare that you can probably count on two fingers how many times that you can find cases on that. Uh, if you disagree with what the Administrative Hearing Commission did and what the state board uh, is going to do on your punishment, it, that can wind up then in circuit court, be in circuit court here in Jefferson City. Well, that's even going to be a longer process. That's even going to be more attorney's fees. It's happened a couple times, not very often. And you got to watch out for that because historically, the judges defer greatly to the determination of the Administrative Hearing Commission. 
Administrative Hearing Commission deals with all these regulations every day, not necessarily the funeral director regulations, but all the regulations that they deal with. The courts don't, off, don't deal with these things every day. So they give great deference to the findings of the Administrative Hearing Commission. They just simply do. That's not saying you can't win. If you're in the right and you can prove you're in the right, you could win. But it's a tough, you're, you're battling uphill. It can go from then, theoretically, from the uh, circuit court to the uh, court of appeals. It can go from the court of appeals even up to the Missouri Supreme Court. Uh, and uh, in some administrative cases, uh, when, when you have somebody like an insurance company or something like that that's behind it all and they've got a lot of money, sometimes that happens. For most people, honestly, they're not going to fight it that far. They're just simply not going to do that because of the attorney's fees involved and also all of the time and effort that you're going to have to put into it and the time you're off work. So going all the way back, the best way to win a problem is to avoid the problem in the first place. So make sure you know what the rules are. Make sure what your funeral establishment needs to have, that you need to have the current backflow preventing device uh at your funeral home and records that show that, that it is current, that you need to have uh, X, Y, and Z all done in place and, and try to have those done before uh, all the time. And if an inspector comes in and it's a problem, even if you don't a hundred percent agree that it's that important or that significant, take a look. Is, 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 it, is it a problem for you to do it that way? Is it a big deal for you to, move the license from this hallway to that hallway. If it's not, there's a good chance you're probably going to do it because even if you think that you're in the right, it sometimes can be very expensive to prove that you're in the right. Now, that's not saying that you should back down if you really feel strongly about something and you really think something should be brought up and be fought and it's something that you think is a very important matter. If that's how you feel, that's what you should do. But you got to weigh all of the issues involved. Way back in the day, before I worked for you folks, I used to do a lot of work for insurance companies. And, of course, an insurance company, if uh, somebody gets sued, the insurance company will come in and defend that lawsuit. And I can tell you that most of the time, insurance companies settle. And it's not because they think that their insured did anything wrong. It's not because they think the other side was in the right. It's just because they took a look at the numbers and says, it's going to cost us, I'm just making up stuff here. It'll cost us $10,000 to settle the case. It'll cost us $50,000 to win the case. And so they decide we're going to settle the case, even though we don't think our side did anything wrong. Happens all the time. Uh, I don't like it. I think that creates a bad situation for society as a whole, but you can understand why they do it. Uh, if they if they fight all these, they spend all that money, all the insurance rates are going to go up, uh, even if they win them all. So that's how that works. So once again, one great way to try to avoid these problems is schedule me to come out and take a look at it. Can't guarantee you that if I pass you, the state inspector will pass you or the FTC will pass you, but by golly, I'll, I guarantee you if there's something there uh, that I can catch, I'll let you know about it. And we've done that. I've visited a, probably a dozen funeral homes now in the past couple of weeks going through their places. And I tell you, I haven't found anything super major wrong. All the people have had me out, I think have done a really good job on almost everything. 
Now, that kind of makes sense, to be honest with you, because if a funeral home is conscientious enough and uh, on top of it enough to have somebody come out and do a pre-inspection, they're probably uh, looking at other things on a daily basis as well. But nevertheless, I think in almost every funeral home that I've been of, I found one or two things and said, you know what? I'm not saying the inspector would write you up for this, but they might. And there's no reason to risk getting written up, risk having to respond within 20 days if you can fix the problem before that. So that's what we've got for you today. Again, stay cool, stay hydrated, stay inside with the air conditioning on as much as you can. And uh, again, I'm out, I'm out a bunch next week for uh, more of these inspections. If you would like to have a pre-inspection inspection, call our office and we will try to schedule you in. Um, starting in August and September, there's a lot of other stuff that I need to be doing. So I won't be able to be out of the office every day, uh, almost every day of the week, like I have for the past couple of weeks, because we've got meetings. We've got to start the legislative process for next year. There's conferences in state and out of state. And then of course, all the other daily stuff that we have to do around here. So we might uh, have to uh, look months or two down the road before we can schedule in, depending on what your schedule works like. But we'll work with you. We'll get out there. We'll do it one way or the other as soon as we can. So until next time, stay cool and stay safe.